2: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Toon Arries podcast. I'm your host James. I'm not joined as always by my good friend Timmy Lang. Hi everyone. Gwen Harris is in the hot seat today. You are the Regional Director of MABS, Money and Budgeting Service for North Dublin.
3: Yep, Regional Manager. Yeah. Uh, director is fine. Everybody knows I'm very important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Overlord. Overlord. Yeah. My wife is probably saying, no, Timmy, you better be listening to Hawthorne.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in my, in my <laughs> honesty, the term, probably, yeah. my honor, can you define financial well-being for me? Uh,
3: what does it mean? Well, what does it mean? Yeah. right? So, Well, I suppose financial well-being, like it's like Avocado, isn't it? Really, it's a new buzzword. You see it on the telly at the moment. You see um, Baz and the Bank of Ireland ads, and I'm not yeah. picking any bank, but it's just the one that comes to mind. Um, financial wellbeing is basically being in control of your finances. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have more money or earn more money, it's that you're in control. So, but it's part of the bigger dimension of wellbeing. Like, if you think about how uh, financial well being like impacts your mental, your physical health, like people who quite ill mm. if they're struggling, Um, your social health as in your relationships, your career health, can you study, can you socially migrate, can you, you know, so...
2: Your ability to parent. Your ability to... stressed about finances, yeah. how can you sit down and, do you know, do homework with somebody, do you know, if all your energy is going into, do you know, maybe out doing a couple of jobs, and the, the child then, you know, kind of do the bare minimum then to try and get the child through school. And yeah. it's the stress and the harm impacts your ability to parent as well.
3: Well, we had uh, just to kind of illustrate that we did research two years ago and we had a, a gentleman who graciously and, and we're very grateful allowed us to record him and use his soundbite when we're talking about that. And he said that he could not hear his children talking to him. They were talking, but he couldn't hear them because he was so consumed with, "How am I going to pay that bill?" how am I?" and he had worked he he was working forty hours, he started working sixty hours, he started working more. he became ill from trying to work too much, but it was direct relationship effect on his children. He was so stressed. so mm-hmm. for me, uh, financial well-being is key to all our well-being. Yeah. You know, and I know that they're all in the one dimension together, really, mm-hmm. and they all impact on each other. But financial wellbeing does have quite a good amount of possible negative and possible positive impacts on our life mm-hmm. if we get it. So, but it's just basically about having control. Yeah, um, Do
2: you know, for um, for Mabs. Do people come to you looking for advice? Are they always in poverty? Or are they just people struggling to manage their finances? Or what's the typical kind of profile of somebody coming to your service?
3: Typically people are struggling by the time they reach out to us. Mm. Uh, Now I would love if I had a magic wand to change it that people were reaching out to us before things got really bad. Um, When people come to us, it doesn't matter what their background They are generally embarrassed being in debt or having money management issues, has a lot of shame, guilt. It has such a negative thing, you know, so that people probably have never spoken to anybody about it before they come to talk to us. So, um, and that would be probably the first impact that we can have is them being able to talk to somebody without being judged. And so I would love to see people coming to us earlier before they feel judged, before they feel overwhelmed, oh. physically sick, emotionally sick, anything like that, you know. So,
0: What are some of the biggest issues people are having these days today with their money in relation to, to cost rises and inflation and stuff like that?
3: Yeah, everything like you said, the, the cost of living is affecting everybody. You know, it's affecting all of us. Um, food has gone up. Fuel has gone up, a lot of stuff has gone up, but unfortunately the wages haven't gone up to match it. Um, and uh, so the key to keeping well in that is having a, the ability to look at your budget and kind of realign it mm-hmm. as you can. Now I do appreciate that not everybody has the ability to realign because maybe the money is just so tight that they can just pay for the bare essentials. Mm-hmm. And if those bare essentials go up in cost everything's going to go out of kilter. Mm. But some people do have an ability to maybe move things around, like have, uh, if I can explain right, so if I do my budget, yeah. I will have three things in my budget. I have my absolute most pays. So I know then, rent, my bills,
2: mortgage, gas, electric. Food
3: on food. the table. Yeah. yeah, they're the absolute must pays. Then I have a, at the far end, my wish list. So that's what I'm working towards if I have a goal. Sometimes it's nice to have a goal. That could be anything. Like a nice car. It could be anything from not having to borrow for Christmas. Yeah. yeah, Or a car or a holiday. So that's your goal. And then in between, I have the grey area. So that could be...
2: Coffees, takeaways.
3: Coffees, takeaways, they're important. You're important to have a treat in your budget. Like, you can't live on grapefruits forever or it'll collapse. But in that, I have the ability to change the amounts. Like, do I maybe get one coffee a week instead of a coffee every day. But also in that is my food budget. Mm -hmm. Because for me, my food budget is one that I can influence. So like I can be, and this is only me personally, but I can do a lot of zero food waste or reduced food waste, you know, where you're kind of trying to throw out less and the less you throw out, uh, the the more you save. So those little things, it's not... um,
2: do you know what I waste a lot of money? I do a big shop. Then I'm fucking eating out. Not eating out like going to the restaurants, but getting a roll, wrap, yeah. Yeah. a wrap, a 14-bar of coffee. I put away some money mm. during the week doing stuff like that.
3: Yeah, and then... It's common. Look. It's very common. And then you'll find, though, that you have food waste. So not only do you have your big shop uh, and the extra cost of your... Um, Takeaways or food out, right? Yeah. But then you have the food waste, so you have to pay for that to be collected. Yeah. Sure. So there's another cost then. There's the environmental cost. Your yeah. your bin charges, and this kind of conversation is what I would say so parents are generally embarrassed I don't know if I can ask you guys personally like but would you be embarrassed about talking about money or would you be happy with family or whatever it's it depends it's, it's a private it's thing in the context uh, yeah
2: really I'm a bit more open about yeah. it yeah. my wife wouldn't be yeah like she'd yeah. often like if I I might say something and she might roast me afterwards okay. like don't be talking like that in front of people you know yeah. what I
3: mean yeah, yeah.
2: but uh, I think for me because I for most of my life I didn't have it mm. So I know when I started earning and it's like I didn't really know how to manage it mm-hmm. and it was like if I had money in my pocket it was like I had to fucking get rid of it yeah. and spend it. Yeah. You know money recently you know I have a mortgage you know and I have car loans and you know the usual things that people grown ups have adults have and I kind of have to learn but I'm still learning with money and I can I can be impulsive with money. Do you know, I don't have. I, I'm trying to break that habit and trying to build, I suppose, a network a instead of something. instead of like having yeah. a bank account that you go go through. Do you know what I mean?
3: And go to zero every week. Yeah, yeah. And, and as you say, Timmy, it depends on who you're talking to and the context.
0: Yeah, and the context of your your situation yeah. at that stage as well. For for example, a few years ago when I was in college, my wife was working in, in a childcare setting. The wages there were minimum wage. We were we were counting every single day mm. that was coming in and going out of the house, and some weeks you'd have maybe twenty euros for a takeaway left, mm. and we appreciated absolutely everything yeah. we had because we had to watch everything. And then, fast forward two years later, as two of us are working, that kind of structure is gone. So now it's like my wife always says to me, "You can't, you can't manage money," yeah. and she's probably right. You know, whereas she has always had to man- manage money in her budget because of her being on her own minding kids, me being in yeah. college for a number of years. And it's always been something that she has to, had, to, had to manage. Whereas me then, I'm very free on the hand. I don't look at money as in something that's going to be required throughout my life. I look at it as what I have in my pocket. And if it needs to be spent or bought today, if it's going to make me my life easier.
3: Easier or better or nicer but or a good feeling not about so, yourself. Not,
0: not so much the nicer or better. Okay. It, it, it easier for me. Easier. Okay. I always, if it's going to make my life easier and it's worth it. And when I say easier, I mean on a well-being yeah. aspect as in my mental health yes. and my well-being. And if something helps me with that, I will always go for it. Mm. You know, but um, I, I, I don't really budget for anything.
3: Yeah. Well, I think it's, well, look, I, you have to be say, very honest. And that's, that's half the battle is being honest with yourself. So the first thing is to know what kind of a spender you are. So are you impulsive? Are you triggered? You know, and then when you know, you can start getting control on that a little bit. Um, it's the same thing with a writing down the budget. So a budget is literally two piece of paper or one piece of paper or an Excel sheet or whatever way you're comfortable with doing a budget and it's literally everything that comes into the house and everything that goes out. But being really honest is hard because if you're really honest there's stuff maybe on it that you're kind of okay. challenging yourself. Should I be buying that or whatever? But when you, when you put down the two sets of numbers that's when you start to have control. Now they might in balance and it could be a negative and it could be a very depressing thing to look at first. But first of all you know that you're in trouble or that you might be in trouble. You know that actually now I need to look for help and support and that's starting to take control. So you haven't really in- increased your income. Maybe you ha- you're you not ready to challenge yourself on your spending, but the first thing is just knowing where you sit financially, mm-hmm. what's coming in, what's going out, what you want to change. You mightn't want to change anything, but if you're honest with yourself, maybe there are things that you want to change. Mm-hmm. and. One of the things, because I, I know from previous podcasts you've talked about it and, and I, um, I, I had reached out to Dan Sweeney before he was on yourselves because he was really honest. You on contact
2: us afterwards, did you? Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, going yeah. back, yeah. Cause, yeah. Uh, for, 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 because we touched on the topic of bankruptcy. Bankruptcy.
3: And Dan had come out on his own page and talked about his bankruptcy and I had messaged him saying, fair play because people need to hear that it's okay because um, we, we have this big failure I'm a failure if I'm in debt. I'm a failure if I need help. Not at all. You know, life takes so many twists and turns. And the important thing is that we actually try and take control. And if you can think, like, if you're going to sleep worrying about the bills, think what's that doing to your mental health, your emotional health, even your stomach. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: You know, and that has such a big cyclical effect. And you get caught in that hamster wheel of Mm -hmm. feeling sick about money. And then... Yeah. Maybe if not being able to work. Maybe not being able to work as much. Maybe drinking more because you're feeling
0: yeah. out for of control. That feeling is, is, is based on just enough money yeah. being brought in for food. Mm-hmm. And to pay the yes. Pay or to pay the rent. Like At the moment, we've a housing crisis, OK? And I know there are people out there and they're, all they're doing is working to pay their rent. Yeah. Because if they don't, they'll be homeless because it rises in rents. The average wage for for anybody, I think, is between five and six hundred euros. You can correct me on that, no? It's,
3: it's in and around. Yeah, it depends on what. Yeah,
0: the, the average rent for one by department in Dublin is about two grand. Yeah, it's about two grand. You like know, that's
3: that's somebody's income. Like yeah, it is.
0: It's yeah, not far behind that in no. Cork, I think yeah. it's about thirteen, maybe fourteen hundred. So, so like, we're really, really not giving people a chance.
3: Yeah. To like the, the housing thing is is a whole other thing and I know um, you know I've, I've heard uh, a few other podcasts like I, I saw Terence Power talking yeah. with Micheal Martin about it as well and it's it's not going to be solved any time overnight but I suppose from my perspective of what I would be saying to anybody who is stuck into in, in a situation around affordable rent or otherwise is to maybe reach out there has been Quite a lot of changes in entitlements. So, like in January this year, 80,000 people extra from December qualified for a fuel allowance, which is a huge piece. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. an extra, especially it's during the winter months, it's during the cold. There was then the work and family payments. There's a lot of extra benefits that maybe people don't know about. Mm-hmm. So,
2: um, and for working families as well.
3: Yeah, there was working family payment.
2: There was a raise as well in the threshold for 20% uh, income tax. Yeah. So I think in, in our household it went from... I probably won't say cuz get slaughtered by my wife but I think uh you can bring it you can bring in your earnings can be a little bit higher at yeah. the 20% bracket yeah. whereas last year you would be taxed on 40% yeah at,
3: you'd go over which the makes bracket it, it does make a cause huge it pays
2: difference you wills, yeah. yeah
3: yeah and there was a few other changes like around USC <laughs> but look it's it everybody's the same yeah. uh yeah you know, oh. my 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 husband's an accountant but he can't budget so I wouldn't worry about Jesus me.
2: Christ I wouldn't be asking him for fucking do a job for me <laughs> he, for he can yeah. he can yeah, budget
3: yeah, he can yeah, budget yeah. like yeah. billions for a company but yeah. not, not in it because it you see when you think your budget has such emotion to it mm. everything you think about like so when you think about how you learn about money it's it's actually big term it's financial socialization so any socialization is what you observe as a child you watch behaviors you listen to you yeah. pick up attitudes mm-hmm. so if if you if you grow up in a household where money is really tight you can feel that you may be able to sense that and that give that that shapes your relationship with money going forward mm-hmm. um if you grow up in a household where Everything is quite open and this is the challenge we're going to face now because we're so digital. So all my bills come into an email address. I don't get anything in the post.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I haven't seen my bank card and I don't know how long because I pay with my phone or my watch. Yeah. Um I'm not saying that we should be cashless, but that's it's just how I do because I, I I lose a lot of things. So yeah, I don't yeah. lose. And I find for me I budget better on my phone. Some people prefer cash. One of my kids prefers cash. One of my kids prefers cards. Mm. So everybody's different. Work with what you're comfortable. But the reason I was talking about digitalization is, as where the next generation's coming along, they're not seeing cash. Mm. So um, for me, I grew up and I uh, do you remember the little brown envelopes that your wage packets yeah. had your and there was no GDPR. Had your name, your tax, your yeah. everything written on the front, only short of what you had for dinner yeah. on the front of it. So I remember my dad coming in with that. But I knew that we would go shopping the next day. Big shop, food yeah. shop. And then I knew as well that that afternoon tea biscuit tin would come out, which never had a biscuit. Mm-hmm. I always had bills or a sewing kit. Yeah. And in went the that's bills. Right.
2: What is it, it with the sewing kits and the bills? I know, in thing. those tins. <laughs> but
3: <Yeah>. the, <laughs> you couldn't pay your bills bit by bit back yeah, then. That's right. Because I'm that old. You had to actually pay them in one to the exact penny of a mutual So there was a lot of saving. So I got to experience that myself. I got to see it. And then my lads had no chance. I am completely digital. Now I'm cashless. So what would they learn sitting at home?
2: I think that probably money is like a abstract kind of a thing. It's not tangible. Mm-hmm. And it's just numbers that transfer between different accounts for yeah. products and services. But it's not really... The grasp on money is different, the concept of money is a bit different, is it?
3: See, there's no emotion to it. So the, the, the thing that you can do is, is bring it back into the house by talking about bills. Leaving, a, like printing a bill, if you get them online, print one bill and leave it around, or talk about a bill, or have a calendar. Yeah. And Mabs, we do a calendar, which is like visual. So like it has a, a little sticker for a house, a sticker for a gas bill or electricity oh. bill. Put them all over, and it's visual. This is what's going to be paid. It's not a scary bedtime story, Your kids look at the electricity bill, it's just The reality, it's the reality. It's yeah. just reminding them that things have to be paid because socialisation is by watching and learning, not necessarily by being, you know, directly taught. So the, the opportunities by cash, by bills, and some households are still cashed absolutely and, and mm. cash based and they still get paper bills. So children don't have to see it, but it's just a, as a, an adult we need to be conscious mm-hmm. that we're not going to see it now.
0: And there'll be no cash in maybe forty years' time.
3: Maybe honest, not, yeah.
0: Because people these days in their thirties and forties are rarely using cash. By the time they're eighty, really, you no, know, look at the kids born today. They don't know what cash is. Cash is yeah. No, Whatever they're sending requests to their mother and father, yeah, and they're paying. But you have the teenagers. It's not mm. cash. Everything. So in 40 years' time, I'm thinking that because I'm using uh, card no, and you yeah. are and James's, mm. everything's going to be ca- card. Cards, no, yeah. Or electronic. Everything will be digital. I think there'll be no cash available. Mm.
2: Mm. But you know, I tell you a funny one about cash and card before you come in. My nephew is nine and the niece is six so bought them this anyway, right, so I did 10 euros each and they they wanted this thing it was like 13 euros mm. so when we got to the till I I so I bought whatever I bought right and I wanted them to buy their own thing mm. and get their change or whatever but what they bought up to the till was more than what they had yeah so they they needed an extra 3 euros each yeah so what I did is I tapped my card and I put their 10 in my pocket yeah. And they says to me, "You could at least give us our money back, since we didn't need it." <laughs> they
3: didn't understand. Yeah, you know, yeah. And they thought like, they, they thought it was just it was free. Well, do you know? what well, yeah. that my now twenty two year old, I remember saying to me one day in the card, and he was like, oh, "I can't wait to get one of those cards." And I said, "What card?" And it was a debit card. And he said, "Oh, one of those cards. We can just buy stuff." And and that was when the penny started dropping yeah. with me they're not really getting Aww. that this is money so I went too far and uh, one of them we had gone in um, and we were trying to write our letter to Santi and um one of the lads was like uh, you know I said no I used to bring the round smiths if they didn't know what they wanted to so write their letter you know and I said okay. I'll just have this and it was 30 euro and I was like do you want that Nelson no, because, you know, Santi needs money for other children as well. Mm-hmm. And I realised I had gone too far, yeah. you know, so because uh, yeah. uh, I had got a fright when they didn't realise that my card was my money. But then I went a yeah. little too far and scaring no, them about money. I have to come down
0: to my house and talk to my kids about that. I know. My kids just think there's an a never-ending never card. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But, it
3: but you have to think how, like, that's, that's... But, yeah. It's kind of a natural mm-hmm. assumption as a child. Yeah. You see this card. It's just boop. Yeah. Oh, thanks very much. When
2: Natalie see me taking uh, money out of the ATM, my but is cash only. Yeah, pure tax dodger so I went to the ATM every week to get, mm. and she's like, "Why don't you take all a thousand and we go shopping?" I was like, okay. you "No, know, that's my money. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean? I have to work." With I, that I, money, I. You know what I mean?
3: It's not the bank's money. I'm not. I'm not taking out the bank's <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: money. <laughs> <that> it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just, like that's, if you have that card, yeah. you get cash, it's great. Yeah. It yeah. you know that, the government just give you a card. And, and the
3: card. there's your card. You yeah. top it up there
0: all <laughs> you want. But yeah. you don't yeah. learn about this thing, this stuff in school, shouldn't.
3: No and um I don't like Mabs have we have done a lot of work with schools and we work on we've just finished uh, Global Money Week so it's obviously we can't take credit for it because it's global and we'd love to but it's um internationally I think about 173 different countries take part and um they would have all different schools they have a, they take a team every year and then so we go out to schools and we hit the kind of 15 year olds the TY usually in and around that age um, and what it is is really talking about attitudes to money and kind of giving that value or some kind of a, a notion of what money actually is, a sense of it. Um, because like at that stage at TY, they're going to be probably either leaving school and getting a job or leaving school, maybe going to college or leaving early, maybe getting a trade. Either way, they're going to get a wage packet somewhere, whether it's a social transfer, social welfare support or whether they're going to get a, a part time job. But you don't give somebody the keys of the car without doing a theory test. Will we give you a wage without ever seeing that you know how to do it and what is it and how do you read your tax? And and it's the problem, I think, is that it's very difficult going back to the behaviour piece and, and the home and the emotional piece around money. So there always would be that risk that if you start mm-hmm. teaching it very, very openly and intrusively in schools that somebody would go, well, my mum... Actually, I know that she smokes 40 cigarettes a day, and I'm not picking on anybody who smokes, but a yeah. child would then go, Well, then, well, she didn't do that. Why, why, you yeah, know, yeah. and challenging the parent on what they're spending. And it's not the job of the school to have a child challenge a parent. So uh, we do a lot in maths, we do a lot of work. We don't like, People would always think of MABS as just working one-to-one with people who are in yeah. difficulty. But actually, we do a lot of education. So we we do a lot of education here at Ballymun. We do it with parents groups. With um, So we're an age-friendly organisation. So we try to work with people who are over 60s, maybe coming up to retirement, maybe have retired, and are just struggling to... Because you think they've gone from working today yeah. to not working tomorrow. Yeah. Free
0: government service. Yeah it's, it's we're
3: totally free so free. And, and we have a lot of buzzwords around uh, what uh, I think so we're free to anybody so we're totally confidential because we're and you we're help independent as well? no so but we can help guide businesses as to where to oh, go yeah. um, a business that is treated generally so we do consumer debt. Uh, now if somebody was a sole trader as in look, a painter or yeah. a taxi driver or whatever they're kind of straight into their family home is part of their business, really, in a way. So yeah, we would support people in, in a trade as well, uh, a sole trader. But we, we, our, our website actually will have a lot of tools and tips that people can go online and they can. Uh, do what's called a financial health check first financial health check and, and go in and say okay and that's that budget piece and being really honest and saying what's my debts what's yeah. my income what's my outgoings and see yeah. being really honest with yourself this isn't pass it to somebody yeah. you know it's and you know just talking about that one of the first things that we would have done with new staff in MAV though I'm in MAV since I interviewed in late 95 oh, I mean yeah so I'm here since 96 and I started
0: in Finglas oh, your name? Involved in the startup, what was his name? Eddie something from Cork. Was he just a different Liam Edwards
3: from Cork. Uh,
0: Yeah.
3: um, Eddie Hobbs. No, Eddie Uh. Hobbs. No, he he worked with us on a program, one of his programs. We (laughs) had worked with him, but um, the first. Did open in Cork, so he's going to have that one. Yeah. yeah,
2: and it comes under the the funding, like citizens' information. Yeah,
3: so we're through citizens' information, which is through the Department of Social Welfare. So we're part of the social inclusion and the financial inclusion and yeah. community and voluntary pieces. But you
2: know if somebody is uh, their home has been repossessed, can you advocate for them? Yeah, and uh, would yep. you go to court with them?
3: Yeah. Well, we're not, this is, we, we don't have a voice in court, but we can go into court and we do actually, we have, um, so under Awalia. So, um, most people will know, just, I'm always conscious to say that Awalia is the Irish for home. Yeah. And so there's a a cross-departmental project between justice, finance and social welfare. And it's to keep people in their home, particularly people who are in long-term mortgage arrears. And, um, within that project, we have court mentors. So they're MABS advisors who go to every court where there's a repossession hearing and they'll talk to you outside, they'll tell you, because it's a scary place. It's not like what's on the telly. I remember my first time going in and it it wasn't my case. I just couldn't get over it, it was so loud, it was quite like a cattle mart nearly. There was so many people in and out and you couldn't hear your name being called. So court mentors will talk to people and they'll say, look, there you are on the list. You're number 15. Here's what you need to say. Do you need to talk to the barrister? Do you want to talk to a duty solicitor? Um, do you and will you engage with MAPS afterwards? You know, if you're not already engaged.
0: How oh, does somebody that's in court with the, the, the threat of losing their family home with their children and whole mm. that, like that must be very difficult for anybody to deal with.
3: Absolutely. Like,
0: this thing that, because of, listen, we had a lot of hardship in this country in the last... 10 years, whatever, procession and stuff. And you can imagine how many different cases.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month.
0: parents who've lost their jobs, not by their own fault or anything yeah. like this, and the threat of losing their own home, and then knowing that they're going to be homeless with their kids.
3: Yeah, that that's and and that's the, the whole, um, I suppose, the genesis or the, the aim of Oualia is that that doesn't happen. Yeah. And despite what everybody would think, the banks don't want to repossess. They really don't want to put people out. So Oualia is there and then... Um, last week, I don't know if you heard, there was a new website launched, um, dealing with debt, it's called, and it was about engaging. So it was really, it was uh, a MABS with the Banking Payments Federation of Ireland, BPFI. It was, it's a protocol that we have since the crash in 2008. Mm -hmm. After that, we designed this protocol that we both need to work together. Like Mm -hmm. we're independent of the banks, fully independent, but we have to work with them Mm. to get the best solution for people. So, um, it is a very stressful time. So, I totally appreciate somebody might get a letter for court and not just for their house, but maybe for, because you still get court letters for debts that you haven't paid. So, I can't pay it. The first thing you might do is put it in the drawer. Mm. Of course, I get Mm. that.
0: So, we deal with people in in all All Yeah. So, if there's anybody listening to this and you're struggling financially, or there's, there's debt collectors knocking at your door, ring maps.
3: Yeah, yeah. Or if you feel that you're able to do a little bit of it yourself and you're kind of not ready to take a step to get support, go onto our website. And if yeah. you go onto our website, there's tools for you to do things yourself, to maybe to start doing your budget. Yeah. Maybe when you do your budget, you're going to oh, going, I can make changes here and things will be okay. Yeah. Or, you know, there's there's there's, there's you can see, actually, is my income right? That's always hmm. the first start. Is my tax right? Have I any social welfare supports? Yeah. But we um, we would love to see people before they're panicking about a letter or they're getting a, a court letter. And like um, as you know, I, well, physically I'm based in my office in Blanchettstown and the look out and past the fields of Verona, if you know the football pitch, right? So past that is cool mine. And I've often been in and working because in the, during the recovery we do uh, education sessions and it is about building financial skills and budgeting skills. And we do a similar program in the prisons, but particularly in both settings, people would say, oh, and now I see I have a lot of debt that I don't remember taking. No. Or I don't remember not paying. And when life takes over, whether it's an emotional thing so somebody who's bereaved mm. um, somebody who is in an addiction or coming yeah. into recovery you mightn't add everything up and go I didn't pay that mm. or I forgot I got that but loan
2: you're, you're in an addiction mm. you don't care and you'll take on whatever debt you can get just yeah. to get the quick fix because yeah. you're like what are they going to do they can't take for what they don't have and what are they going to go go to prison sure I am but when you come into recovery then you'll yeah. faced the responsibility
3: and there is support, and there's ways out mm-hmm. to to not not ways out of the debt, but yeah. way uh, as in to manage it, to get through it. There absolutely is.
2: Short sure opinion on the likes of Provident and Clarna that provide fast credit but expensive. And do people come to you getting into trouble there? Or
3: well, Mabs was actually originally set up because of money lending. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily always the regulated lending. There was a couple of unregulated pieces as well, and particularly from Cork, and they were seeing um, that people on low income didn't qualify for other lending. Mm. So then they had no choice but to go to a high-cost lender. So, um well, Provident has left the Irish market. Obviously. So we have very few money lenders that are regulated under the central bank um, but we do have a new product called buy now pay later Yeah, so that's where you can
2: like home finance and clarity, and clarity.
3: Yeah. yeah and and I'm not picking on any company if I could name them all I yeah, would yeah. It's, it's the product where you can actually buy a pizza and pay it over three payments you could buy your Friday night Sticulous takeaway thing. it's it is a source an option for people who have no other option but it's really important to know that it is a credit agreement and to be able to manage it because the more they come out of your bank mm. um, through your debit card yeah. so then all of a sudden you might have two or three of them coming out at the one time and can you afford a food shop this week? So
0: how, how does, how, just uh, give us a brief example of how that works. So for example if somebody went away and they got if a the... takeaway out just right. for example yeah what would be the repayment on something like that?
3: It'd be three payments of 10 euro.
2: If you, if it's paid within the time frame <laughs> and then anything yeah. after that is about 22% finance. Yeah, well, so, uh, like, APR.
3: general money lending uh, uh, is anything above 22.9% is considered a money lending loan. Mm-hmm. Anything below it is a financial agreement. So, the high cost is problematic for anybody but unfortunately for some people it's the only option that they have. Yeah. Well, we do have to always recognise that um, life events happen. Yeah. You might need something and you don't qualify for other because of your credit rating yeah. or because you haven't got a high disposable income. So maybe high cost, high risk um, yeah. credit is the only option for you. And,
0: and and I'll just give a brief example of something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Family, mm-hmm. man, woman, husband, wife, two kids... And they're trying to save. They're paying all their bills. They have a good budget. They have a good budget, and things work well. Next, all of a sudden, something comes in—a big, big thing out of nowhere—and and that's and and these are the times that people go to high money like Yeah, yeah. 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 They get caught up in it. Sure. What happens? There is they mightn't be able to make this payment. Interest clients. If plans. if you
2: got if let's say if you're working in yeah. a trade, right, and you have to get a loan off going yeah. because something big come in and then your pain go in, and then you'll get injured, you can't work. You're screwed yeah. in. Yeah.
3: yeah. So there's, I suppose there's a few financial products that would be really high interest, like a, an overdraft as well. Yeah. And then the, the thing with an overdraft is that if you go into overdraft every week, it's an overdraft. So an overdraft is in your bank where you uh, you get to zero, and say you have a, if you had an approved overdraft of 500 euro, you can spend until you get to negative 500 euro in your bank. Yeah. Right. But then when you get wa- when you get paid, your overdraft is the first thing that gets paid. Mm-hmm. So now you're down five hundred euros on your wages. Mm-hmm. And that again is that hamster wheel, that cycle, mm-hmm. because now you're down five hundred. So now you're gonna struggle. So you're gonna have to go back into overdraft again. And it's very difficult to get out of these things. Yeah. So, um... It's
2: the one thing I never went down the route of was credit cards and stuff like that. Like, if I, if I don't have it in my bank account, I can't spend it. Yeah. Do you know what? But I um,
3: I'm, as I said, I'm a MABS since 96, January yeah. 96. If I don't have a budget, oh my God, <laughs> I'd be one of my own clients. Yeah. I have to mind myself. I am that carpenter who never has a painting hung or whatever, do you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. I'd find that when I, once I have my budget, then I can relax into it and I yeah. can enjoy it, but I know what type of a spender I am. And that's really important yeah. to know because that's where your trigger is. And then to know what what's coming out because sometimes we forget about all the expenses that yeah. are coming out.
2: Yeah, another thing that people mightn't be aware of, and I wasn't aware of, but when I was going through college and I, I needed to get a laptop. So uh, I, I, I had it, and i know no credit union account or bank mm. account or anything like that. But uh, I had it in my head that to get credit from the credit union that you had to have a certain amount of savings and the amount that you could borrow was so many times the savings but that's mm. actually not true.
3: It, it depends. The credit unions, each credit union will have their own rule um, okay. but a lot of the times it is four times or three times but for your first couple of loans until you show
2: yeah. but in the pre- cre- In the credit union where I was which is on Shandon Street, Cathedral Credit Union, it wasn't so many times like I didn't even have an account there. Mm. I went in and opened an account to get five hundred euros for the laptop. Right, it was just you had to prove that you could pay it back. Yeah, so if you had a basic social welfare payment that they could pay twenty euros a week over the next twelve months. Yeah, that that was it. You know, I think
3: mean, that might have been called the "It Makes Sense" loan, which was really um, it was very much aimed at trying to keep people away from high cost lending yeah. but if we go back to the story about you know your family where they're ticking along and everything and all it takes is a, a large bill mm. or the fridge breaks or something like yeah. that right? and, and and everything's gone so you both, everything's gone out of kilter um, for some people might have an entitlement for an assistance there so the last two years, government has been expanding what's called the additional needs payments. That's through the
2: community, welfare, community officer.
3: welfare officer. So people who are working can approach as well. It used to traditionally be an EMP or an exceptional needs payment, which was only for people who were not working or people who were on a very low threshold. But in, um, because people were struggling with particularly fuel costs, you can apply for an, uh, an additional needs payment. Now, I can't say you're going to get it, but no. I would apply Most absolutely.
0: This information.
3: No, and but we don't know yeah. until you're in trouble. You ask. Yeah. yeah, no, until you're in trouble. But sometimes that's when a comes in. Then exactly. For like yeah. Growing
0: up, I grew up in poverty, you know, and um, and I suppose I have no issue asking anybody for anything today because of back then, mm. because because I knew if I didn't do what I had to do and knock at doors and go here for my mum. We would have starved. Yeah. You know, and people need to understand that there's no shame whatsoever in putting a hand out and asking for a bit of assistance. No. Mm. You know, it's completely human because we all have it, mm. we all struggle at some stage in our life. Yeah. And one of the biggest, biggest things for me within understanding human beings is when you see another human being struggling and asking for help you will bend around the corner to help them. Yeah. You will do it. Absolutely. Because for the main reason is we all know how it feels, the struggle, and how difficult it can be for somebody to ask for help.
3: Asking for help is usually the hardest bit, isn't it, really? And uh, we will, and not patronisingly, but we will usually acknowledge somebody calling us for the first time because it's a hard thing to do. You're ringing up saying, I I feel I'm no good with my money. Now, that's not what we hear, but that's mm-hmm. what people sense that they're saying. And I had mentioned earlier, we have a few buzzwords that we would use. So we're taglines or, you know, descriptors. We're free, we're confidential and independent. So we have data privacy contracts with clients. So it keeps it, unless somebody agrees that we can tell their story to somebody, we can't. But we're also non-judgmental, which is really important for us mm-hmm. because people are coming with that judgment on their shoulders already, now, I'll always say to people, we have to ask you questions. We have to ask you questions to be able to try and determine the best route for you, the best solution. And because we're a holistic service, and uh, holistic is one of those words that n- not an awful lot of people know what it means. Mm-hmm. We don't treat just the problem. We try to treat, treat the symptoms and what maybe brought about the difficulty. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody, we don't just look to get the death solution That's the ideal. But we look at what happened before that to get to that place. So is it maybe education? Um, is it, is it maybe we link them in with a local employment service? Um, is there mental or emotional health or perhaps there's addictions? And we work to, we we would refer people and we have quite a big network. So while MAVS is an independent service, we work with a huge network Mm. of people to try to be holistic in our approach?
0: No, I know this question is going to be completely maybe out of context. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, um at the moment, there's a massive issue in this country in relation to young young people using a lot of drugs. Okay. Okay, and building up massive drug deaths. Okay, and parents, mm-hmm. mothers and fathers and other family members are getting their doors knocked on yep. with big bills and they don't know what to do and they're struggling and they're suffering silence and we, we, yeah. it's happening everywhere. Do you get many people coming to in relation to this stuff as well?
3: We, we don't get as many people coming to us that we believe is out there. Yeah. We would have people who come and they've come because they might be paying a debt and other things in their budget starts to struggle. And then it's when we talk to them through that holistic process of trying to figure what has come about here, that they might disclose. Mm. Some people don't feel safe to disclose, and I get that, um, yeah. because there's obviously a threat there. We have had some... Um, a shame. There's, there's, there's a... Tw- yeah, well, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, for some people that there as well. We would have had this as well in the beginning with the illegal money lenders, yeah. where people didn't want to tell us, and I shouldn't use the word illegal, but the unregulated lending. Yeah. People didn't want to tell us that they had an unregulated loan in case we were going to tell the guards mm. or something like that but we can't that's up to it's a
2: confidential uh, service yeah
3: so it's up to somebody to report it themselves if they want to um excuse me so can I okay <coughs> yeah. sorry
2: takes a water. Right?
3: yeah no no it's okay um but the yeah i don't think that we see as many people as are maybe struggling um the it, it is it's a reality now. And
0: the reason I'm saying is because I know somebody um, who had to break their budget down to be able to pay for a bill. Now these people were struggling as well. was; yeah. they were getting through just about, and they had to come up with some payment to plan to pay off a drug debt for their son. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, they had to restructure everything, and it was like every single week. Was counting what they had on a Friday to be able yeah. to pay these debts to see what they had mm. at the end of the week, and it was an absolute torture for 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 me to see from the outside yeah, and for other other family members as well to watch as well, like because no no one really had the money to be able to pay this off, and they also wanted to teach the, this this lad lesson of distress and anxieties he's causing within the family and the just complete on, on organisation. And how everybody's just really, really...
3: Reactive, constantly reactive to try and fit. And it wouldn't be just to drug deaths, it'd be gambling as well. Gambling is a really big thing at the moment, and particularly since COVID. If you think back to the, the 2020, a lot of the ads... Where trying to reach people, are, you know, I always remember there was the new bingo one, and it was kind of aimed at, at household, at at mothers, you know, are you bored at home kind of thing, and get to, and it gets people in, you uh-huh. know, and it's um, so there's, that's why it's important for us to work holistically because we do try to help some. So if we can see somebody and you see Paddy Power or whatever other lab hmm. or repro- and, and I'm also yeah. not to pick any name, but yeah. you see a lot of betting going out on a bank statement. It's important for us to support somebody to address that because as you both will know well, me telling you to pay your bills isn't going to help anything in if you're in any kind of an addiction, gambling, drink, drugs. If I'm telling you you need to pay your bills, I don't think that that's... I'm not going to win that conversation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's me, it's saying to somebody to get support. Um, and again, no judgment on anybody in that way, but we have to work with somebody getting support in something else. Mm. It would be the same if somebody comes to us with severe mental health issues. Mm. We will really encourage them to try to seek support yeah. um, because dealing with debt is going to be difficult. And sometimes it's very emotional for people and if they're struggling mentally and emotionally, then their abilities and capacity to deal with things are going to be reduced. And um, so we would always encourage people to seek counselling and I think counselling is... sometimes people are not comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, because they're kind
0: of... It's not the norm in this country. It's
3: so. not. If you think about, it, like you'd often see a lot of American TV shows and everybody has a therapist. It's normal. it's, it's yeah. quite normalised. Yeah. And that's what I think it'd be great if it was normalised here in a way because more people would do a uh, prevention mm. piece, you know, to their mental health and mm. emotional health.
0: Yeah. But they say we're behind the Americans by 20 or 30 years, so let's put 15 years time, Hopefully. Hopefully. People yeah. looking at therapy as and like just something as a norm. Normally, they yeah. go down on, a, on a weekly basis. like going to a coffee shop. Yeah, we're right after going to i will yeah. see Yeah, tomorrow.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it, and and the same. If you look at uh, if you think about bankruptcy in America, it's like two, three, four, five times. Sure, bankrupt. Uh, yeah. I'll try again. You know, bankrupt. I'll try again.
2: What happens to uh, the debt? We don't have it's that right here. Not. It's re- off. No. No. Well,
3: it'll depend yeah. on the. So in Ireland, we have four. Bankruptcy or insolvent people will always call it bankruptcy, but um, ins- personal insolvency solutions. So and again, this isn't a business solution because there's different yeah. bankruptcy regulations for business. But uh, when Dan was on, he talked about going bankrupt, yeah. right? So his was a year. But then there's, um, so to be bankrupt or to be made a bankrupt, you have to be unsuitable for the other lesser solutions. So there's a debt relief notice which is for people who have no mortgage, very little assets, very little assets, and a maximum of 35000 in debt. And that's an insolvency solution where there's nothing paid and the debts are written off after three years. Now, again, there's there's eligibility on that, but it's a solution. And then there's two other solutions in between. Uh, a DSA, a debt settlement arrangement, which doesn't have a mortgage debt in it, and then a personal insolvency arrangement, P for property. So it has a home mortgage piece in there. Mm -hmm. And they can last maybe up to five years. Some of them are shorter. Most of them are shorter, to be honest. And they give the, the whole, the aim of any insolvency solution is at the other end of it, the end of that five years, that you're debt free or at least arrears free and you're in a performing stage.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, if somebody gets re involved in a different business in the meantime of that and they're making money from that business, do the whoever's whoever's the authority over the the bank in bankruptcy come over, come come in and say, oh, you're making money here. Yeah. We're going to take this
3: That's called an official, uh, official assignee is their title in the insolvency service and um, they would, uh, they oversee all the bankruptcy orders and the bankruptcy order is the one that's for business and um, personal debt. So they would have provisions where you can return, the the whole um, aim of insolvency is to return people to good financial health and to be able to be a consumer in society again Mm. So we were, we were here's the, the best part, right? Mavs is the best money advice or debt advice service in Europe by a peer review. We are, because of how we're funded, how we're structured, equal access for everybody. So in some countries you can only access if you go into insolvency, you can only access if you have an addiction or a criminal record, you can only okay. access. So there's, some of them would have that social inclusion perspective. Yeah. We have an all everybody can access us. And because of that, we were deemed best in Europe and we still carry that badge very proudly, very proudly. But um, we were the, nearly the last to have insolvency solutions in Ireland. They only came in in 2012, really started in 2013. Mm. So still we're getting used to them. Mm. But sometimes I think that our insolvency solutions were a little later because yeah. MABS was so good at what getting out-of-court arrangements. And we still do that. We still probably do more out-of-court arrangements than we do insolvency arrangements.
0: So for anybody that doesn't understand the word word insolvency, what's the explanation?
3: So insolvency is a statutory so I'm conscious of that word as well so it's a legal contract of uh, bringing you out of a debt it's a debt solution it's it's approved by court and it will always have the feature in it that it's to bring you back to good financial health at the other end so your arrears you might have a write down you might have a total discharge of debt it'll all depend on your situation the the, uh, solutions that are driven is by your income your debt value Mm. your future earnings your maybe pension those kind of things um so you have you have two options if you have debt here to manage debt you can manage it what's called a voluntary arrangement which is just between you and the bank or you and the utility company or your rent or your mortgage whoever it is and then the other one is a statutory solution which is through the court and that's a court certificate that is issued to the creditors to say this is the solution that you've been given and then with the voluntary solution, you can, you get a little bit more freedom in some ways, but you don't get the court certificate. So mm. to qualify for the voluntary solution, you have certain income limits that you have to work to. To qualify for a, for, there is none. There's no income limits for yeah. a voluntary solution. So um, there's generally something mm. so that somebody can it's not access.
2: For, it's not somebody goes bankrupt. At uh, what stage are they allowed to just put that part of their life behind them and start again and st- open up a business and work a job and bring money into their house?
3: We still have some more? restrictions We for a bankrupt, which is the last of the, as I said, you have it's to be disqualified to, yeah, for uh, the other. Um, with bankruptcy, yes, there are some provisions that will have, like you have to disclose it for future lending. Uh, but the bank can still lend to you. Because yeah. the, the whole idea is a fresh start. Mm. And with a fresh start, it's that you're back into society of and I mean the economic society yeah. of lending, of spending, you're you're going to increase, um, possibly increase your own kind of quality of life. So therefore you might earn more and so on. So there's that's the ideal. Yeah. Um, but there are questions and there are some restrictions if you have been bankrupt. Yeah. But with the other insolvency solutions, they don't have the same restrictions. Okay. So, um, but in, in the um, voluntary solutions, there aren't any restrictions like that, yeah, yeah. you know, That's, so.
2: What's your website and if people want to reach out?
3: Mabs.ie, nice and Share easy, just M-A-B-S. And on that then you can get in to have a look at all our tools. All our stuff that uh, we do a lot of social policy stuff. If anybody is really interested, we would yeah. look at um, the lived experience of policy. Um, I think it would be very disrespectful to our clients if we don't report on the difficulties that they experience. Uh, so, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, you can see that on our website. Yeah. But you can also have your own tools to look and, yeah. and see where is your budget at. Do yeah. you need support, or can you do it yourself?
0: Yeah. And then you we have pamphlets for people. Then, yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, all that's on the website. That's amazing. And then it's, if anybody is listening that has sight issues, most of our website, we're still developing parts of it, are screen reader friendly, you know, so like that. So we'll see us changing over time, taking down some of our PDFs Mm. because they're not as easy to read. Mm. Um, If anybody's having difficulty with... Words with reading, if anyone has literacy issues or numeracy issues, you can just walk into a mab's office, yeah. explain your difficulties. Yeah. Um so you if you don't know where your local mabs is, you could ring our helpline. Can I plug our helpline? Do. Yeah. So it's um 818 7 2000. Mm. 9 a.m. to eight PM to try and help for people who are working. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so but all I'd ever say is Never be afraid to ring us and ask, "Are you for me?" But try not to be alone yeah. in it, because that's 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 the heartbreaking thing for me. Like, yeah. no
2: need to swallow hand no. and suffer on.
3: No, no. And
2: yeah.
3: I'm 28 years doing it, and I still love it. But I really believe in that bit that nobody should be alone and struggling financially. Yeah, um, if they don't know where they're going, if they don't know what they owe. Yeah. or how to do it, or yeah, what to do. You're
2: doing a part more work. Thank, you. Thank so you. Thanks a million, and I hope the people listening i Match are found it informative. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, we We'll be doing that assessment then, they <laughs> I'll
3: be checking on it on uh, Thursday, yeah. But <laughs> you thanks, for thanks for thanks the time. thanks very ben.
2: much. And we we'll see everybody next week.
3: Thanks for having me. Right. Thank you.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,